2: Welcome here to Wake Up Call Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop. And on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Good morning, everybody. If you hate Mondays, why hate a Monday? Well, Dan, it's the end of the week. It doesn't matter. God woke you up today. Every day that God wakes you up is a good day. It's a time to make positive change. It's a time to do right by yourself and right in this world. So I personally love me some Monday. So I hope you're having yourselves a great Monday, and I hope you woke up and said you were thankful for it today. With that being said, it is our 200th show. 200th show of 2018, folks, which is insane, uncanny, can't believe it. Number 200 of 2018. Not 200 overall. This is 200 of just this year. We do over 200 shows a year, not including live on-site broadcasts. You put it all together and Wake Up Call with Dan Satora has brought you over a thousand shows easily over the last fifteen years of me being a broadcaster. We have done some crazy amount. If you go on to Wake Up Call DT. and get every show that we have up there, it dates back to July of 2012. And that right now has over 1,070 shows that you can now listen to at your leisure, wherever you are and whatever you're doing. So thank you to everybody that supported us here on Wake Up Call with Danza I greatly appreciate it. And thank you for being here this morning for number 200. We got a lot coming up. We have our Monday morning quarterback. You know who he is. That is Marvin Graves. I took the moniker Monday morning quarterback and turned it into something real as we have a former Syracuse quarterback that'll be on the show to speak with us on the seven and two orange Marvin Graves in just a little bit. And then in the second hour of the show, my good friend, great buddy, brother to me, sports writer and a an amazing journalist in general amazing a broadcaster Ross Turtsky will be joining me in the second hour of the show and we'll have some special people coming on throughout the broadcast to celebrate number 200 with me the first one being pops my dad so dad how are we doing today
3: we're doing okay Dan how are you
2: I'm doing well so it's it's number 200 of just this year. And uh, it's crazy. When I told people it was 200, they're like, wow, congratulations. I'm like, yeah, it's 200 of 2018. So just what you you can say about, you know, I'm kind of going to leave it open-ended. I don't want to load any questions, but, you know, you've seen me come through this. You you saw me create this company, and you saw me start broadcasting 15 years ago. So I, I guess I'll leave it open to you as we celebrate number 200.
3: Well, you started broadcasting 15 years ago, but you've been getting yourself ready for this all your life. So I'm not surprised that you're on your 200th show for the year and that you've got over a 1,000 shows already in the book.
2: Um, it's pretty amazing. And I appreciate that. And, and we've had so many different people uh, here on the show. We've, we've told so many different stories and uh, across the country, across the world. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Dad, because I think we talked about it, but the Caracaus, which are our family in Spain, actually listen every single week and uh, they watch the live video from Spain five or six hours ahead of time there they watch our, the video every Friday and uh, watch me live in studio so I, I, it, that, that to me is crazy to know that you know there's people in, in other countries and other cities and other states but to know that our family that that met you know your mom my grandmother is now watching the show today is pretty cool pretty
3: cool yes it is
2: so what I mean what what are your what are your thoughts and and you know I mean like uh, did you see this when I was a kid because I mean you and mom used to sit at the table and I would spew off stats and remember stuff and talk about stuff and watch Sports Center 10 times a day did you and did you envision this or is it something that you didn't you know you didn't know was gonna happen I mean what was that like
3: no this was definitely your, definitely your destiny good to see you coming
4: uh, coming this is what you wanted to do when you were little? And this is what you're good at,
3: so just continue doing it.
2: Hey, coming from my dad. Any other words? I know that I'm I'm a man of of more words than than you typically. Any other things you want to share?
3: <laughs> yes, I am. I am a man of few words, unless I'm in a courtroom, and then I usually say too much. Yeah. Um, but no, I think this is. You know, I I, I still have to. Um, Educate myself on, on exactly how this all works, and I'm amazed that you can keep it going, keep it funded, keep yourself above water. It's uh, it's incredible.
2: That coming from my dad here this morning as we celebrate number 200 of 2018, Dad, I appreciate it as always. You know, I love you, and uh, you know it's 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 good to uh, it's just good to have you in my life, and and I appreciate. The fact that uh, that that you're behind what I do because not every kid has that and uh, not every kid has a relationship with their dad. So thank you for that. You're welcome, bud. Yeah, I'll talk to you soon. I love you. Okay, take care. Take care. Congratulations. Thank you. Bye bye. See you. So that coming from my dad this morning, the man of the man of much fewer words than uh, than me, much fewer words than me, but. But good words and, and good stuff. So I appreciate my dad. See, for me, I always think in my head that, you know, I, because I'm on a microphone and I'm so used to being on a microphone that I can hand the microphone to anybody. Be like, here you go. <laughs> You're on the mic. But, uh, you know, it's 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 not as easy as it's all cracked up to be. I'm just used to it, you know, and I and I love it. And I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, it's easy for me and this and that. I don't talk in ego ego-centric ways. I just love it. You know when when I come into my studio and I look at my beautiful, wonderful microphone that I love so very much, and because uh, it's really cool and interesting, and it's uh, to me it's the maybe it's the best one I've ever had. It definitely looks the part. It's the prettiest one I've ever had. And I, uh, you know, when I come into the studio and I sit down and I know that I get to talk to you. I have to stop myself from crying every single day, and that, because, not in a bad way, by any stretch of the imagination. I just really love what I do, and I, I'm just so appreciative of what I do. And and uh, we we got a message here from one of our one of our supporters here. Let's see what we got here. So Johnny said, every weekend I build myself up. I put on my Lions gear. I get all pumped up pregame. I'm whooping and hollering and bouncing around the house, ready to go. And then I get beat down. Let let down, angry, sad. So, Johnny, we're celebrating show number 200. We can't talk about depression this morning. No depression. I'm I'm writing back to you on the live feed. No depression. Take it out of here. So, you can't have that. No depression allowed. No, don't like it. So, you know, I understand the Jaguars couldn't lose this week because they didn't play, so that's awesome. The bye week didn't even beat them, so that's good. That's uh, it's a good thing to say. We'll see if the 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 bye week defeated them or not when they play this this upcoming week but as of right now the the bye week is hopefully doing them some good to get friggin healthy because this team has not been healthy for a long time so you know again doing what I do and and loving what I do and 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 having a great time doing this thing and, and appreciating the world that I get to live in has just been tremendous and it's been you know it's been a great time and and it it goes such a long way. You know, I was on a microphone in Scranton, Pennsylvania. I remember being in the high booth. The ESPN radio there was in the high booth. So I stepped up and I'm, you know, sitting up there and I had a little window and I could look at everybody down the hallway and, you know, doing that show. And then moving forward and coming back here and being on the old ESPN 1260 and and having a, a board that wasn't even meant to actually be an on-air board that had these little tiny knobs and there was like 170 of them. Okay. it was like ridiculous to try and I was like, how do I go on the air again? But once you know one board, the crazy thing about it is you kind of know them all. It's kind of like if, you know, if I was a pilot and you put me on a different plane and there was an emergency and it's like, damn, we need you to fly this thing that I could figure it out you know, that's, it's kind of how it is. Like, if you know, if you know one set, then you can learn the other set, so to speak. And, and that's, uh, that, that's really what it came down to for me is just going to different places with different boards and realizing that there's a lot of similar things that are on each of them and, uh, and just putting it together. So then I went to, I went from there and, you know, went down to Orlando, fought like heck to get to Orlando and, went on ESPN 1080, The Team, which is now, I think, CBS down there, CBS Radio. And, you know, that's where I met my producer, Niccolo Cicero, and that's where I built my friendship with Niccolo Cicero. And he is the voice that you hear in the wake-up call introduction. So, you know, that that was a huge piece of my life. It's what connected me to the magic. It connected me to the NBA, to the Tampa Bay Rays, and one of my best friends, Duke Nutson, one of the, the best people that I know. And then uh, from there, it it put me in a situation where I got to connect with the Dolphins and the Bucks, and do a lot of different things and and ultimately uh, connect with UCF a long time ago when they were in the Conference USA. And everybody knows I cover them now with the American Athletic, which is kind of funny how that spun around. I got to uh, cover the UFL's Florida Tuskers and one of my closest best friends, Jason Lucas, who has been on the show before. Him and I got to know each other through me being down there and doing this, and because of because of sports and then building our relationship. His two daughters are considered my nieces, and so I I have uh, I have two wonderful wonderful nieces that live down in Florida, Carly and Gracie. And then we move on from there. I, the fantasy football league started down there in Florida, uh, I think nine years ago and I still am connected to all of them. I went down and drafted with them all this year, and we all got together, and it was one big happy family. I mean, it was just a really uh, – it was a moment that reminded me who the heck I was, and, and uh, it was great, and I love them all. I met Mike Sofka through it, so without doing radio and, and going down to Orlando, we would have never had the Fantasy Football Power Hour with Mike. And then you move forward from there – and you know, as you move forward from there, you know, you get to connect back up to Syracuse and the score twelve sixty and everything I did with the score twelve sixty. So it's just uh, absolutely crazy and amazing. And and with that being said, we gotta we have another special guest that is here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, and that is none other than my mother. So uh, she is on the the broadcast right now. We're celebrating number two hundred of 2018 so it's not 200 overall it's not 200 over two years it's oh it's number 200 of just this year we do over 200 a year on our on on wake up call with dan satora monday through friday from 9 a.m to 11 a.m eastern time and we keep going from there so hello mother how are you good morning dan how are you i'm doing well so just telling everybody kind of the road to how i got here and everything that I did from Marywood university to three ESPN networks and then Yahoo with the score 1260 and then ultimately starting my company. So I'm going to leave it open ended. Uh, Just, just what you can say about, you know, what you've seen or or my road to get here and, and where we are today.
5: Well, the road has always been, actually, it's been a very good one. Very proud of you as my son in 200 shows in 200 or 2018. Um, you always strive to be what you wanted to be from when you're about 13 years old, is what I can remember. Always out there with the cards and, and going for what you wanted. And of course, you ended up where you are today and doing an amazing job at what you do. Um, and again, very proud of you, Dan. I just know that you always wanted to do, you wanted to go into sports, added on different aspects of life. It was The shows have always been interesting. I laugh, I cry. Um, ups and downs, um, but you always have a way to bring it all together. Super job, honey. Super job.
2: And I appreciate that. And I, and I never forget something that you said to me uh, when I was down working in Florida. And, and yeah, my mom used to listen online every day, uh, every week that I was in Florida. And the, there was something you said to me. You said, you know, you know I don't watch sports. You know I don't listen typically. But, I mean, obviously my mom watches like Syracuse basketball and football. But, but you were saying, you know, you know, I don't usually watch it and, you know, I definitely don't listen. But when I listen to your show, it sounds like these people that you're interviewing for the first time are your friends. It are just sounds friends. like yep. so. I, re- I remember that because I, I remember you were on the ESPN show and I was uh,
5: I was watching it as usual. And to me, it always seems like you have a personal relationship with every person you talk to. It's, and it's very it's, a, it's admirable. Along with all the coaches you get to talk to all the time from all over the place. Um, and yeah, and I remember I also said to you, just make sure when you tell those guys you're taking them out to dinner, yeah, it's gonna cost <laughs> you a lot of money on those steak dinners, So cause they eat more than one steak. Um, but yeah, I do remember that. I remember it like it was yesterday.
2: yep. And you know to to have that, you know you uh, you have always had the ability to, you know talk to to anybody in any room anywhere and it's something that you know i, I carry with me as, as a medal of honor and, and just to just to speak to that how you know you and i are are not the uh, the wallflowers so to speak
5: you know, i think i always told you when you walk into the room whether you feel good or not you own it you own that room and that's how i i go through my life i know that's how you go through yours um and that's what i kind of brought brought to you you got this you got this
2: and and to have this, to have you know this opportunity and, and and this this job, you know, it's something that, like you said, when I was a little kid, I had a dream of of wanting to you know be able to do something like this, and was faced with a crossroads after working at I think it was five different radio stations because I also worked for a local one in uh, Leesburg, Florida, WLBE 790, and so to to do all of that and. You know, I worked on Channel 9 in the background and worked at Disney. And I just ultimately, I wanted to do something on my own. And I always tell people that I, I built it out of thin air, that I just took the air that was in front of my face and I grabbed it and I and I just kind of molded it and worked with it and, and tried to turn it into something. And it's, it's really the easiest way that I could describe it is I just hit a crossroads one day and said, my bosses aren't moral, they don't have the values I have. I believe in God. I want to be able to provide for myself. I want to tell it my way and I know that I have to do this and and I always say that if God if God ever gives me three paved roads in front of me and then there's a giant rainforest in the corner, he wants me to go through the rainforest and uh, whether I want to or not, he always ends up sending me through the rainforest. So, you know, just what you could say about that road because building your own company is uh, You kind of just learn as you go, but it's it's something that, I, I don't know how to describe it, Mom. I, 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 no matter how afraid I should be, I just do it anyways.
5: Well, I still sit, I think I still sit in awe um, at what you do, how long you do things, um, the way you pursue and you get through your, your life, at life and your, your job. And the reason I do believe you do the job as well as you do is because you love what you do and as long as you love what you do you'll always do well at it so whether whatever path he gives you whatever path you take you know you seem to be able to do that and again I sit sometimes I just shake my head and say I'm not knowing how he's doing it but you put it out there you knew what you wanted to do I know I told you from the get-go whatever you want to do follow your heart buddy and do it um And that's how I think you've always thought of it. But I believe, I do believe the reason why you do as well as you do is because you love what you do and you love talking to the people you talk to. You love dealing with um, all kinds of people all over the place, all over the world as it is. I mean, you have people listening to you from Spain and I mean, it's, it's, it's admirable that you took what you wanted and you just, you just went for it. And it's not, it it takes new, it doesn't really take any energy at all. You just do it because you love it.
2: Yeah, speaking here with Mom this morning on number two hundred of two thousand and eighteen, uh, and you know I, I I learned from the best, and I learned from a fighter, and I learned from somebody who doesn't give up, and has always made me who I am, and I'm gonna try, I'm gonna attempt not to cry right now, but uh, uh-huh. if if G Mama was here, what do you think she would say? She
5: would say,
0: blank on him, Daniel, and
2: go for it. <laughs> she would say, piss went on him. To a I think she would tell you I love you a bushel of peck and a squeeze around the neck.
5: Always and forever. She was the one you knew at the end. She still smiled and sang with you right to the end. And you were the only one that happened. So right now I know she's watching out for you. She's got those wings. She's hanging out, Dan.
2: I know. And she would always say, and I know this is a family show, but I got to quote my grandmother. She (laughs) would say, she would say, piss on them. And if that doesn't work, (laughs) tell them to go take a shit for themselves. Is what she would say.
5: (laughs) Yes, she would. Yeah, she got away with that though because of her age.
2: Yeah, she looked uh, at you one time when I think we were at the zoo or something. She said, "How old am I, Debbie?" And you said 91. She said, "Good. Well, then I've lived long enough to say whatever the hell I want."
5: <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. But she's yeah, she her.
2: but she always said whatever she wanted.
5: Yeah, she did. She did. I have a feeling i am taken right on that same path, so I got to <laughs> but I'm a lot younger than she was, so I got to be careful now, guess.
2: Yeah, I, I said as as huh. as you get as you get uh, older, I'm nervous because of because of how open you are with with everything that you say now. I'm like, I'm going to have that mom where I'm going to walk into Wegmans and go, hey, "Listen everybody, she's uh she she has Tourette's. I, I don't know how to I mean, I don't know what to tell you. She's
5: having a moment. She's having a moment. She's having a moment. That's all good. It's all good,
2: dude. So, I just I hope you live to be 150 yeah, and me too. And, and healthy. What? Sure you... I was going to say healthy all the way through and I but I I also look forward to the day that I get to put you in one of those those big girl carts where just as a joke where I could put you in like uh, the the grandma cart and they put and they put the uh, they they lock you in and like you're in a high chair so to speak and then they put the basket in front of you that'd be funny. That'll
5: be funny. Yep.
2: Cause you'd be going through the whole thing going Daniel get me out of here. Well just like when yeah, I brought you to Disney. Talking.
5: We won't talk about this on the air. Yeah, you did do it to Disney. We won't even talk about
2: that situation. When I brought my mom to Disney and I put her in a wheelchair, it was fun.
5: Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, congrats on your 200th show for 2018 and many, many, many more.
2: Thank you. And I love you, Mom. You're
5: welcome. I love you too, honey. Have a great day. All right. You
2: too. All righty. See you. Bye now. See ya. Uh, Coming from my mother So uh, thank you mom for that That was awesome So mom and dad on the show this morning For 200 of 2018 Uh, I love my parents And uh, you know I've learned a lot from the both of them, and and yeah, and uh, my dad almost made me cry. My mom always <laughs> makes me cry, happy tears though, like she always gets. I'm trying so hard this, but I'm like, oh my god. So I'm just gonna go to a fast break and be like, ah, and then come back and be like, hey guys, what's up? So uh, <laughs> I love being here, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, my voice is back, folks. That. That sultry is back. So I'm, I'm so happy that my voice has come back. Can't nobody hold me down. So can't wait. Hold on. We have to, uh, you know, one of my favorite songs of all time, Can't Nobody Take My Pride and Can't Nobody Hold Me Down, is how I feel about my life uh, overall and definitely in general. So I think it's only fair to play this for you today. And since it comes from two of my faves of all time, so let's get to that part. Let's get to that right now. Let's see here. I love it. Love it. Can't nobody take my pride and can't nobody hold me down. We're taking a fast break. We'll be back with Marvin Graves in a minute.
0: This is a wake-up call, Fast Break.
1: This is Jimer Sikowski, owner-operator of Chick-fil-A Cicero, 7916 Brewerton Road in Cicero, right in front of the Home Depot. I had a deep feeling that God wanted me to do something bigger with my life and to help people, help others. I kept putting Chick-fil-A in my life, and I realized as I was going through the franchise selection process that uh, positively impacted the lives of others was really core to what we do here at Chick-fil-A. First of all, it starts with the food. The food is brought in fresh, daily. You know, we bring in local produce. We prepare to order in the kitchen. We hand bread our chicken. We hand-spin our milkshakes. It's, it's great food. It doesn't taste like fast food. I, I think the second thing is is the way people feel when they come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant. It's different. We, we try to treat people with intentional kindness here, which is very different and deeper than good customer service, and so,
2: Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash DT. Always an honor and a privilege to be on the broadcast with you, hanging out here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And I hope that the weekend treated you well. And hopefully you started off your week the right way and did right by yourself. And if you're not, then make sure that you start doing so. Because if you don't do right by you, ain't nobody going to do right by you. So make sure that you take care of yourself and, and have yourself a, a great morning and a great day and a great week. On the broadcast right now, as always, every Monday morning in the first hour of the show, we have our guy, our Monday morning quarterback, and that is Marvin Graves. It is always an honor and a privilege to have Marvin on the show. Mr. Marvin Graves, how are we doing today?
6: I'm doing great, Dan. Doing great this morning. It's a little rainy, but um, it's, a, it's, it's
2: a beautiful day. The Q's won this weekend, so it's all good. And you're out in the D.C. area, right? Yes. So you got rain, we got rain, and uh, we've gotten a lot of. See, I have to do that. I have to do the one final like cut of the grass before Uh before it gets too cold and the grass isn't growing. So the thing is that one final cut I can't do because it's legitimately rained. What what Syracuse people? Seven out of the last eight days. So you know it's like I can't get out there. And and cut anything right now, which I'm not. You know, I just want it to be done. I want to. Put, I'm the type of person that wants to cut my grass four times a year and be done with it. <laughs> so, <laughs>
6: I wish I wish that could be the case, man. Because I got to cut my own grass too. But uh, I'm actually I'm doing the same thing. I'm waiting for you know it to dry up so I can just cut it one more time. And you know it's not bad, but it's all good, man.
2: So we're here this morning. The Syracuse Orange are seven and two and it, very close to have being uh, have been nine and oh on the season just what you can say about uh, about this Syracuse team what they've been doing I mean th- this has been a tremendous tremendous season so far there's still more games to be played but seven and two around the country rings pretty nice no matter who you are
6: I mean it, 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 it's a great record um you know, seven and two, uh, you're just seeing what, uh, Babers has to offer as a head coach. Um, so, you know, mostly this morning, you know, we could talk X's and O's, but I know I, I think we really have to, even though the work is not done this year, but at this point in the, and three years or almost three years, um, where the program has come, uh, to be playing, uh, be seven and two and in the 10th game, you're playing, you're playing meaningful football games at this point in time. So I think we really got to give a congratulations to the coaching staff, as well as the players and the hard work that they put in, because you know it's an exciting time for Syracuse football. So I, I think we really got to give them um, some of that credit and, and stand behind them for the for the last final push.
2: And uh, Eric Dungey had said to the fans, he said, "Listen, it's it's going to be my last time in the dome ever uh, playing a game. So come out and." And let's pack the loud house. You know, he's asking the fans to to do right by Syracuse. I don't feel like you should ever have to ask for that, but unfortunately, the uh, the last uh, decade plus has kind of you know felt that way for Syracuse that you have to you have to ask the fans to come out. What do you want to say to the fans? Because to me, this is a this is a no brainer at this point. They they should absolutely one hundred percent be there.
6: Well. Um, I I, I applaud Dungy for for saying that because obviously he choked um, that he wanted that support. I don't think it was anything malicious in him doing that. Um, You know, you got to rally somewhere. And the only thing that I can say to the fans, like I said, I don't know everyone's financial situation, health situation, or things like that. But, you know, somehow, some way, uh, the community and, you know, Syracuse University Athletic Department has to – bridge that gap, whether it's discounted tickets, whether we're giving the tickets away to the local boys club. I mean, that's an easy start right there. You know, get some of those kids that are in the inner city, you know, in the outskirts of Syracuse, um, a chance to come up on the university and have a chance to dream. So I don't think it's something um, that we're asking that really can't happen. I just think, you know, we just got to be creative and make it happen.
2: Yeah, you know, and I, and I, one hundred percent, you know, agree with that. You don't know everybody's situation, but you'd like to think that people could get themselves out to this game. It's the final home game of the season. It's on November 9th, this coming Friday at seven p.m. And the thing is, it's not just a game; it's a celebration. It's an opportunity because Rob Drummond and myself bring you our pregame show for every home game at the Press Room Pub, so you can come to the Press Room Pub Friday night at 5 o'clock, come see our live show. Come pregame with us. Come celebrate with us. Come have a great time with us. We had over 200 people there this last home game. So come out at 5 p.m. to the Press Room Pub on 220 Herald Place in historic Herald Square in downtown Syracuse. Hang out there at 5 o'clock, do the pregame show with us, get some drinks, get some food, obviously drink responsibly, and then head up to the Dome for the 7 p.m. kickoff. So you got the pregame show, you got the show at home, you got a Friday night lights type of game. So, you know, to me, it's an awesome experience. It's a a great way to uh, finish off the home season for Syracuse. And I think it says a lot about where Syracuse is is right now that they were able to take care of business and that they're on a three game winning streak. They've had a four game winning streak and a three game winning streak and, you know, they're looking to keep that going. They got some tough teams coming up after that. Notre Dame at Yankee Stadium and then at Boston College. So, you know, this is the last time the fans are going to see them in Syracuse this year. So I would think it's a no brainer if forty thousand plus showed up for the last game against NC State, then this one should uh, should definitely be a big one in the Dome. And I'd love to see, I think the sellout's 49,000 and some change, and I'd love to see that. So hopefully it works out.
6: Yeah, I think that's very well said, Darren.
2: So hopefully we can get you all out there and uh, make sure that you, I mean, folks, just do it. Just do it. Just make it happen. Do what you got to do and get yourself inside of the carrier dome. And at the very least, get yourself over to Press Room Pub and have some fun with us. So, thoughts on going to Wake Forest? last time they went there, Marvin, was a couple years ago. Uh, Rain soaked field, mud all over the place. Uh, Syracuse ended up losing that game, I believe it was 23 to 9. So, this time they took care of business. They did what they needed to do, they won 20, 41 to 24. And were able to just you know put it together. Syracuse was down ten to nothing early on, and then took it back in the first quarter, fourteen to ten, and never looked back after that. So just what you could say about you know Syracuse taking that lead in the first in the first quarter, later on in the first quarter, and then just building upon that lead from there, and obviously the defense did what it needed to do to throughout, throughout this game to give a separation of seventeen points in the victory.
6: I mean, I just think it was a, a, a all-around, well-played game. Um, you know, you, you got to give uh, your opponent some credit. Those guys go out and practice and deal with the same things that, that we deal with in a different climate. So, um, Wakemore, Wake Forest made some plays, but overall, um, again, I just think it was a great coaching, coaching job. I think the players played well. And the thing that I was most impressed about uh, – um, from my standpoint of view, I thought that they managed the clock pretty well, and um, it, it was just a great win. Um, it was one of those games where you can just, if you were at the game or, you know, watching the game, you just felt good that it wasn't going to come down to be a close one, and you saw uh, Syracuse finish the football game. So, I, I don't, it doesn't matter who, who it was against, I think Wake, Wake Forest is a pretty good football team, and... You know, we, we went on the road, and we finished a football game. So um, the time management I thought was pretty good. I thought the guys played hard, and I think they're still getting better, and that's the scary
2: thing. Well, and that's the thing about it is, you know, Syracuse for everything that they've done right in their last couple seasons, you know, even though they had four, four and eight and then four and eight under Babers the last two, you know, the things that they had done right, there was obviously – Uh, wrong that was going on, and one of those big things was being able to win on the road when they go on the road, and and they were able to change that this time around. Just what you think about how important that is that. That not only is the team seven and two, but they have now won a road game. They can they could put that under their belts. You know they were close at Clemson. They were close at Pittsburgh. They won the road game against Western Michigan, obviously, to begin the season. But typically inside of the ACC, they struggle to do that. And now you know, be it Wake Forest or whoever, they can they can you know sleep sweetly knowing that they were able to get a road win over one of the ACC teams and one of the teams inside of their division.
6: I mean, I think it's huge. Um, again, you know, we we struggled against Pitt, um, fell short, fell short against Clemson and you have to grow. Like I said, sometimes those situations hurt but you go through it and get better from it. And I think that we got better this past weekend in finishing that game and it just gives you confidence going on the road to be able to win ball games. And I think I think our guys are learning how to do that. You gotta you got to jump on people and take the crowd out. You got to weather that storm, and then you got to stick to the game plan and, and continue to make plays. And that's what they did this past weekend. So it, it's real important to be able to win on the road. Um, it just builds confidence. And when you're on the road, you have some you have some fans that travel. We do travel well, but you know it's more about the team now. You don't have to worry about uh, will call tickets and you know your friends and and other students that you hang out with. Can be sort of a distraction, so to say. So when you're on the road, you know it's just more about the team, and you know to be able to win on the road is it, it, it's a business trip. So when you when you go on the road and you complete your business, um, you feel good about the week's
2: preparation. Absolutely. Speaking here with Marvin Graves, our Monday morning quarterback every Monday in the first hour of the show, right around nine fifteen. A.M. Eastern Time, typically, and and Marvin to to see what Eric Dungey. I mean, you being a former quarterback who you know donned the orange and blue for Syracuse to see what Dungey's been doing. He is the career leader in passing yards ever in Syracuse history. He continues to set records at Syracuse, uh, break records at Syracuse. Just what you could say about you know what he's been to this team. And what he's what he's brought forward because he's gonna be in the record books and outside of that, I mean, obviously he's in the here and now, trying to make sure that he ends his final season in a uh, you know kind of culminates his time at Syracuse in a big way. So, just what you could say about Eric Dungey?
6: I think I think you know I'm proud of a guy that gets an opportunity to play at a Division one level. Um, it really doesn't matter where. But when you're able to go to college and pay for your education, uh, you do what you're supposed to do in the classroom and off the field. And then when you get an opportunity to play um, and, and be as durable as he's been uh, throughout his career and to actually get better, um, you know, it, it, it's just a proud moment. It's, it's great to watch, um, you know, when you're a part of it and you see a guy that's out there laying it on the line. I think that's the one thing I remember, you know, more about Dungy than the records and things like that is just, you know, the guy was a football player. He came to play. He's tough. Um, He's a throwback. I'll leave it like that. He's a throwback type of player, and, you know, those are the kind of guys we want to recruit.
2: And when you say that, when you say, you know, he's a throwback, what, what about him makes you say that? How would you describe, you know, what a throwback truly is? I mean, you know, whatever it takes to win. You know,
6: he he's a big kid, but if you look at him, you probably don't think he played quarterback. His his style is unorthodox. He runs a lot, which you know at at the college level is okay. But then when they say you get to the NFL, you're not going to be able to do it. But you know, give me a guy that uh, is a winner. You know, he's a Tebow type of quarterback. He's a uh, just one of those guys, uh, Cordell Stewart, just to go out there and do anything that the team asked him to do to win. And really doesn't care how it looks. He just has his own style and, you know, just tough and gritty and, and selfless and achieving a win.
2: That coming from Marvin Graves speaking on Eric Dungy. Now, let me correct myself. Eric Dungy, in total yardage, leads Syracuse now with over 10,000 yards, and he did that against NC State. So, in total, Yardage for a career. He leads Syracuse history in passing yardage. He has 8,473, which moves him into the second time, second place on the Syracuse all-time list. Passing Donovan McNabb, who had 8,316 passing yards. Yourself, Marvin, who had 8,466. Ryan Nassib's first with 9,190. So in this game against Wake Forest, how bittersweet is it for you that you are second all-time in career passing yardage and now Eric Dungy has passed you by seven yards at this point? How bittersweet is that?
6: Uh, it's more sweet than bitter. Um... I didn't, you know, when I embarked on my career at Syracuse, I had no idea what was going to happen. And to be sitting here today and my name actually still sit in uh, the record books, um, that's something that I can share with my teammates that helped me achieve that, my coaching staff that helped me achieve those uh, records. Uh, It's more sweet because, you know, I'm about... The, the, the kids that come through those Syracuse hallways and those classrooms to have a winning experience like I had at Syracuse and, you know, to see um, a guy, you know, uh, pass the record um, it, it's sweet because it says where the program is going. It says that we're going in the right direction and, you know, records are made to be broken. I'm just happy to be mentioned in that uh in that same breath, with Donovan Nab and you know the Dungies, and I was watching the game when Ryan Nassib uh, passed me. Uh, I believe it was against uh, Missouri, I think. So you know those moments are more sweet to me than, than bitter.
2: And when you see something like that, when you like you said, you see that your name is is still up there. You see that you know, there's a lot of respect for that. And, you know, and, and then the articles just writing and recognizing you and Donovan and Ryan Nassib. Just, you know, what that means to you that, that you know, when, when Eric achieves something like this, you know, the, the article is, is written that he got here by passing these players, which obviously gives credence and, and gives a lot of respect to your name, just what that does for you as you, you know, continue on with your life. And, are obviously removed from playing football now. Just what that does for you to, to see that, to see that, you know, not only did he set this record or is, is getting close to setting a new record, but that, you know, you're, you're mentioned in this group and that the top four passing quarterbacks of all time includes Marvin Graves. It feels
6: great. I mean, it feels great to know that, um, you know, my playing days. Uh, there's still memories that not only myself, like I said, my teammates can share if you look through the record books or you're watching the game and you hear uh, a record about to be broken and your name is mentioned, you know, my center can say, hey, I blocked for that guy, or, you know, he was a great guy. And I think, you know, a lot of people share in that, and I think that's the type of person I'm in. I'm all about community. I'm all about family. And, you know, that's what I learned at Syracuse. So um to still be mentioned in that capacity it's not just about um, Marvin Graves, but, you know, for me, it's about the people that um, that can share it with me, that the memories of the people that helped me achieve that, whether it was a coaching staff, whether it was a friend on campus. Um, you know, it, it, it's just something that can be shared and talked about um, and bring back positive memories and good times. So um, it, it, it's very important to me because I know a lot of people sharing that.
2: And in, in, in having these, you know, special moments that you have in your history, what is this Syracuse team doing? Does it remind you of any of your teams? Does it remind you of, of any of the seasons or anything that you've seen before? You know, can you build any parallels between this 7-2 and two team and, and maybe uh, one of your teams or another team that was at Syracuse? Uh, Scheme-wise, no. Um,
6: they're doing something totally different than, you know, with, with like, what I did at Syracuse um the parallel that i would draw is toughness um i think these guys are tough um i think they're prepared uh which um gives congratulations to the coaching staff and it starts at the top so um, i think these guys are are guys that step on the field and expect to win every week and um, they know it's not going to be pretty but they never give up they're tough and um that, that's the parallel. I think we were tough as a team. We were mentally tough, and that's that's what I see um, that Dino Babers has instilled in his uh, coach, uh, coaching staff, and his players.
2: How do you get a team to be mentally tough? How do you how do you you know bring that forward? Like you said, your team was mentally tough. How do you get to that point where you can have that collectively?
6: Well, it depends on. It, it starts at the top. Um, you, you have some athletes that they have it um everybody brings a little something different to the table but um i think you you build a tough organization at the top uh, by being disciplined by being organized um by having having high expectations for your players that they probably think is not reachable um but they give you that extra push um so it's basically being disciplined sticking to a process that uh, someone's laid out for you and uh, actually getting to a point, you know, where you're like 7-2 and two and you're winning. And, and you can see the process really, really works. So um, I think that's how you build toughness. It, it, it really happens off the field when people are really not watching.
2: And when you have that toughness and you have that ability, what have you seen in, in this team of the guys that have been here? You know, the the Eric Dungies and the Dante Stricklands and the Chris Slaytons and and uh, Antoine Cordy's and so on and so forth, the guys that have been through the trenches, been through the heartache, been through the pain, been through the coaching change, what are they showing you with this record and with the run that they're doing?
6: Well, number one, it shows me that uh, the system is working. Um, And again, it starts at the top. Uh, Number two, it shows me that the players are buying in to the system. Um, and, and the most important thing uh, is the confidence and the swag. Now that I can I understand the system, I understand what the head coach is expecting from me, now I can go out and play. We're prepared. So you see a swag. You see a confidence with this team. And, you know, that that's what I see. You know, those are the three things.
2: And when you see this team uh, move forward, they have a few games left, what would be your advice to this team at 7-2, and two, they have their final home game, Friday Night Lights, inside inside the Carrier Dome, but still it'll be that Friday Night Light feel because obviously it'll be dark outside by that time. So they have Louisville, then they're going to Yankee Stadium to face Notre Dame, and then from there they have uh, at Boston College to finish off the regular season. What are What's your words of advice? What are your thoughts that you would like to impart on the team? If you were standing in the locker room right now, what would you say?
6: Continue to trust the process and stay hungry. Um, you you really have to move forward um,
1: in a hungry manner.
6: You you can't be complacent. I think you just have to stay hungry. You have to stay uh, aggressive, and I think you got to put the put your foot to the pedal and, and really press forward. Because at seven and two, it's great. But I know that the I know that the diamond goals for this program is much bigger than this. So that means that we can't have a loss. We can't have a slow start uh, against Louisville. Uh, Louisville is a is a struggling team right now, so you have to go out and play and show that you're getting better every week. So you have to stay hungry. And I think that would be the main message that I would send
2: is to never get complacent. Stay hungry. That coming from our Monday morning quarterback Marvin Graves, who played Obviously at Syracuse and did some tremendous things while he was at Syracuse. One of the greatest quarterbacks record-wise, numbers-wise, in Syracuse history. When you go back to the books, again, career passing yards, Eric Dungey, Ryan Nassib, Marvin Graves, and Donovan McNabb. And uh, Marvin, number two, who was just passed by Eric Dungey, who is now number two on the list, eyeing Ryan Nassib, who is number one in the record books in career passing yardage at Syracuse University. Uh, before I let you go, Marvin, the team is ranked. They woke up this morning, and in the AP, they're number 13, and in the coaches' poll, they're number 13. They are just outside of the top 10 nationally after not being ranked in both polls at the same time in 17 years. So last week they get ranked number 22 in the AP, number 24 in the coaches ball. Then the first ever college football playoff of this season comes out. They're ranked number 19, which shows the college football playoff respects the heck out of them and put them even higher. This morning, in the AP, they're 13. They went up nine spots. And in the coaches poll, they went up 11 spots to get to 13. They are just outside of the nation's top 10 after not being ranked for almost two decades. Thoughts?
6: Pay the man. (laughs) (laughs) That's my thoughts. I mean, come on, man. Come on. Like, these guys are working hard. They're playing hard. Um, It hasn't been pretty. It hasn't been perfect, but... Look at the effort. You know, uh, come on, pay the man. Like, we, we, I didn't I didn't see that this morning. I mean, I'm even more excited now than I was when I woke up this morning. I didn't know that. But, come on. They put Syracuse back on the map.
2: And I'm with you on that. I'm with you 150%. You know, I said that that's what it's got to come down to. They got to pay him. They got to. They got to show him that they love him. They got to talk to him now. They got to clean it up now. I had uh, Herm Fraser, the senior deputy athletics director of Syracuse, was on the show this past week. We spoke about that, and uh, also had Floyd Little on the show. And Floyd said, you know, when we originally brought him in and he got signed up, it was a six-year deal. When they switched from Mark Coyle to John Wildhack, they didn't change that six-year deal. But he said. They need to bring them in the office, and they need to ask them, what's it going to take to make you happy, and let's do that, let's do that now. I think, and I said this, and I think Floyd said it too, that a win over Wake Forest on the road, you come home and you sit them in the office and you say, let's do this here, let's do this now, let's make sure we make it happy. You don't wait any longer. You don't give it any more time. You don't give anybody else time to get in touch with them because whether it's collusion or not, whether you're supposed to or not, People are going to call him. People are going to text him. It's the reality of it all. They want a good coach. So, you know, Floyd and I agree that Syracuse needs to lock it up and lock it up good. And they're going to have to open up the pocketbooks a little bit and stop pretending that they don't have any money and give the man, you know, what he what he needs because it's 13th in the nation and Syracuse has fought since Pascaloni days to get to a point Where they could be here again. We're talking about Coach Mack. We're talking about the best years of Paul Pasqualoni. I was a child at that point. I was in like elementary school and junior high. So, you know, and now I'm a grown man who's been broadcasting for over 15 years. So I would say at this point that you sit him down, you do what I said, do what Floyd said, do what you said, and pay the man, give him what he needs, open up the pocketbooks. I, I don't know, you know. Uh, have Kent Syverud, the chancellor, you know, uh, get a loan against his mortgage. I don't. Whatever you got to do to make it happen, but I don't think yeah. that there's any other option but to make it happen.
6: Absolutely, um, there is a way to make it happen. I don't have to see any financials to know that this can this can happen and this that this can work. Um, come on, we we're, we're Syracuse University. We have a lot of smart people, a lot of creative people up there. But I'll tell you this. If Syracuse don't sign him and don't sign him soon, there's a lot of teams that are looking for head coaches. And I live in a city, uh, just outside of the city, Merlin University and what they're going through. His name has come up. So I know if he came to Merlin University, what, what will happen with that program? So you need to, you need to sit him down. You need to come to an agreement and we need to move forward. It's plain and simple because I, I know that there's several teams out there right now that'll pay him.
2: Absolutely, and the University of Maryland. I mean, they they have been looking for somebody for a uh, you know to to fit this. The funny thing is, the three that were in the room, and <clears throat> Floyd and I were talking about this, were Scott Frost and DJ Durkin and Dino Babers. Now, DJ Durkin, we obviously know what happened with him and all the stuff around him. And uh, the 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 not so great situation. So if Syracuse had had D J Durkin, maybe that would have happened here. And then with Scott Frost, Floyd said, "Listen, I knew he was just using us. He wanted to come here to get to Nebraska. He wanted wherever he was going, he was going to use it as a springboard to get back home to Nebraska, where he played football." And so Dino just he was different, and that's what that's what uh, Floyd Little said. So you think about that. D J Durkin fired. Scott Frost left. Dino Babers 13th in the country nationally so i would think you know hindsight 2020 it looks like Syracuse made the right decision and, and now it's time to take care of it because now the Maryland job is open, and Maryland is like Syracuse, bottom feeder of their conference. Nobody really knows they're there, and they need a change, and they need something different, and they need something to be excited about because there's juggernauts in their conference. It's painting the same picture, so it's Syracuse – Do you really want him to go and change another program, or do you want him to keep changing yours for the better? And you will not keep a coach in Syracuse that is successful unless you do what Jerry Maguire said and show him the money.
6: Show him the money because Merlin has the money, and they will show it to him. And I, I believe we have the money. I believe we have... The people in place that, like I said, can create creatively, uh, sit down and make this work. Um, I, I just think you got to look at it. We, we started, I don't know where we started outside of the 20, uh, top 25, but come on, man. Come on, man. You jump from, you jump into the top 25 at 22, 24, and then, uh, you go on the road and win and you're at 13 in both polls. You know, it's a no brainer. I don't, I don't understand.
2: No, and, the, and the and the thing about all of this is where they are like you said they started off the season like 86 or 87 like somewhere somewhere very 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 far down the list and you know when they and you know could fall you know more toward a hundred at times but you know this this is a team who was an afterthought this is a team who nobody considered to be anything and wasn't going to be successful and finish last in the ACC Atlantic Division, seven out of seven, and, you know, not really push anybody and maybe beat Louisville because they're having a tumultuous season. And I saw the writing on the wall that they were going to have a little bit of a growing pain season without Lamar Jackson. But ultimately, who would have thunk that Syracuse was going to be seven and two and to be where they are? So, I mean, it's, it's all there. Syracuse has not been four and to start the season since Mr. Marvin Graves. In 1991, Syracuse seven and two has the same record as some tremendous teams that are out there right now in the country. They have the same record as Kentucky. They have the same record as uh, Boston College right now. They have a better record than Washington. They have a better record than Florida, Mississippi State. They have a better record than Penn State right now. So you know they have the same record as LSU with Ed Ogeron. So this is a team that you look at that you look at being ranked in the top 13 in the AP in the coaches poll, then the college football playoff, when that comes out, they were higher in that than the other two. So does the college football playoff keep doing that and put them in the top 12 or top 11 or even the top 10 in the college football playoff poll? This is a team that has not been embarrassed in, in any of their two losses that they had. They went to overtime with Pittsburgh. They almost defeated Clemson, who hasn't lost in Death Valley since 2016. So, all of these things are lining up. Then you have a quarterback like Eric Dunjan, and you have a backup quarterback like Tommy DeVito. Then your defense is getting better. It's story after story after story, bullet point after bullet point. All signs point to whose house? Dino's house. So give the man a check and say, we love you to pieces, coach. We're going to get this locked up right now because the only team that can negotiate with Dino Babers right now, officially, is Syracuse. So negotiate. Do what you got to do, lock the man up, and let's build this thing for the future as opposed to saying, oh, well, Syracuse finally got there, and now they're going to get a new head coach who's going to go all the way back to square one, and Syracuse fans are going to have to deal with yet another three- to five-year coach that's probably going to leave. You have to build longevity. You have to put your feet in the mud and just lock them in there and say, listen, I'm not moving, and that is what Syracuse needs to do right now.
6: I agree, I agree. And uh, you know, I, I agree with you one hundred percent. I'll say this. If you don't lock Dino Babers up long time Babers up long time term, um you will get another coach that's you say three to five, I think that's fair. But you set the program back another ten years, at least a decade. So that's how serious this situation is. Like Dino needs to be paid and we need to move forward.
2: Amen to that. And it's as simple as that. Marvin Graves, Monday morning quarterback. We are in agreement. Pay the man. 7-2. 13th ranking in the AP and in the coaches poll. Syracuse has three games left. We already know they're going to have a winning season because the worst they could be is 7-5. and five. They want to be a hell of a lot better than that. I said... I said going into the season, I was like, eh, I don't know. I think maybe like 6-6 six and six at best. Now, and then as the games went through, I said, listen, this is a team that can win nine games this season. So let's see in the regular season. So let's see what they could do. Let's see what they have. They have three games left. They're 7-2 at this point. And fans, make sure you show up to the Louisville game and make sure you show up at 5 p.m. to the Press Room Pub and come and hang out with us. As always, Mr. Marvin Graves, it is my absolute pleasure and privilege to have you on the show, and I'm happy that I got to break the news to you about number 13 this morning. Yeah, I appreciate that, man.
6: It's it's always a great time, and um, I'm just excited about it, and I I do appreciate you having me on.
2: Absolutely. I'll talk with you soon, okay? All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. That coming once again from Marvin Graves, our Monday morning quarterback here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash DT. I got an idea now about a video that I'm going to put together, so just stay tuned for that on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and all the good stuff. We will be back in just a moment after this fast break with plenty more on the 200th episode of 2018 of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. This is a wake up call fast, fast break. break. Gear up with the real deal at Dry Sing Apparel.
7: Get Hilton quality service at the most affordable price at True by Hilton Camillus, located right next to Costco in Township 5. True by Hilton Camillus offers you their signature sport court where you can enjoy basketball, volleyball, pickleball, soccer, lacrosse, and more year-round in their indoor facility. For reservations and information, call 315-314-8676. That's 315-314-8676. True by Hilton Camillus. Hilton quality service at the most affordable price.
2: Utica Pizza Company spells family. Your family, my family Call them and place your order at 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. Families break bread at Utica Pizza Company.
8: Let me ask you a question, Lawrence. If I needed you to help me buy a house, find the right place, could you help me do that?
0: Joe, I'll help you find your dream home.
8: You don't ever say my name on the radio, never. If I needed to sell a house, could you help me go about that the right way?
0: Yes, yes I can.
8: How do they get a hold of you?
0: Call me directly at 315-748-2524. But you also do the commercial
8: property. So if I got a business, couple businesses, got to take one here, move it over there, do this, do that, are you going to help me buy and sell my commercial property also? Yes, sir. I like that. I like that. What's my name again? I have no idea. Absolutely. But they need to know your name, so give it one more time.
0: This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. My phone number is 305 748 2524
8: Why don't you tell them your name one more time and that number so we can jot it down.
0: This is Lawrence Papaleo. Call me or text me directly at 305 748 2524 spreading in historic Herald Square about Syracuse's favorite sports and entertainment venue, the Press Room Pub. With lots of room next to 450 parking spots, wash down their delicious nine-ounce burger for $9.95 with a variety of New York State brewed beers. TVs abound all throughout the location, including their 90-inch monster. Watch your game Enjoy time with family friends, as well as bringing the kids to the playroom. The SU alumni party for every away football game is making headlines, as well as Robert Drummond, Syracuse football alum, and Dan Tatora's pregame show two hours before kickoff for every home game. Private parties available as well for as many as 300 people. Come circulate at the Press Room Pub, downtown Syracuse, and visit PressRoomPub.com right now for more information. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break.
2: Having peace of mind when you're out of town that your furry-loving friend is safe and sound means taking them to canine campground, because we all know that when it comes to the love of our pets, it goes well beyond the call of duty to make sure they're safe and sound. Right, Lily? (laughs) So take a ride to 242 Johnson Street in East Syracuse, New York, and see Canine Campground and where your dog will be staying in the classic cabin, the executive cabin, the grand cabin, or of course, the luxury cabin. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Thank you for your patience. Here on the 200th show of 2018, we are here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, and I appreciate you being here. I I thank you so much for being here, and this is uh, is awesome. So it's awesome to have number 200 of this show, and I, I thank you thank you tremendously for all that you have uh, that you've done to have uh, 200 of 2018 that were already there that we have we've gotten there we've achieved it every year we do over 200 shows and it's it's crazy to me because to say like oh i did my 200th show or i did my 500th show or whatever that's pretty cool but to say hey every year i do my 200th show and my 100th show and and, uh, and, and everything that we get to do is, is so tremendous that I, I cannot help but be thankful to you for that and be happy for that. So, you know, uh, big ups to everybody that, that shows that love and that support and that has been here with me from the get-go or been here with me uh, for a while. So I, I really I thank you so much for that, and I thank you for all of your, your, your time. And, uh, and everything that you do. Your time, your prayers, your well wishes. This, this show has, has definitely opened me up to a lot in this world. And it's made the world even smaller to me. And I love the fact that, that we have that. And that we have that connection. So thank you for that love. And thank you for everything that's, uh, that we're able to do. So thank you for, for all the support. And all the love. And all the appreciation. And, and as always, thank you for being a Wake Up Call listener and for doing what you do with the broadcast, as always, you know, it means a lot. On Facebook at Wake Up Call at DT, on Twitter at call DT, on Instagram at wake up call underscore DT. It's show number two hundred. We were trying to get my buddy Ross on this morning, but my uh, my little niece, my niche, as I call her, she is unfortunately not feeling very well. And uh, she's in a place right now where, well, she's in the doctor's office right now to make sure that she's uh, that she's going to be okay. So my best to to my little niche, uh, Lorelai, that she feels better. And obviously, we won't have Ross on the show this morning because of that. So my best to to you, to Abby, and to uh, little Lorelai. And we'll look forward to having Ross on the show at some point this week. So you know, I definitely. Uh, definitely look forward to having Ross on the broadcast. With that being said, Wake Up Call with Dan Satora here this morning in show number 200 of 2018. The Orange are rolling. They're making it happen. They got three straight wins. Eric Dungy is taking care of business. The backup quarterback, Tommy DeVito, has won a couple games for the Orange this year. They've won on the road inside of the ACC. They have take it down a to top 25 team in NC State. They've moved up the polls. They're ranked in the college football playoff poll. They're ranked in the AP. They're ranked in the coaches poll. 4-0 to start the season for the first time since Marvin Graves in 1991. Just a winning season this season for the first time since 2013. So it's just good on good on good on good on good. They have a 77.8% winning percentage. Which is tremendous. If you put a zero in front of it, that's how it had been in in recent history. It was like a 7% winning percentage. So, uh, Syracuse uh, definitely, definitely, definitely bringing something to upstate and central New York that these fans have not seen in a while. And the Syracuse fans all over the world. You know, there are Syracuse fans everywhere. And that's the beauty of it all—is that uh, that you that you literally exist in every nook and cranny that that I've found in uh, in this world so far. And I think that that is tremendous. It speaks volumes about the level of support that Syracuse gets from all over the world, and uh, means a lot to me to to put the city on my back and uh, and and the city to put me on their back. So, and the thing that's great about this is is the I got my city right behind me. If if I fall, they got me. That line from Macklemore. I was actually listening to that. This morning, which is which is awesome and and wonderful. So thank you to each and every single one of you for being a part of uh, what Syracuse is doing in this football. Whether you bought a ticket or you came out to our pregame show at the Press Room Pub, or you're coming out this Friday at 5 p.m. to 220 Harold Place and hanging out with us there, just uh, you, you know, a, a, I mean, this Syracuse that so you bought a shirt, you bought a hat, you bought a jersey, whatever you know you did, your season ticket holder for the last. I don't know, four years, ten years, twenty-four years, forty-eight years. So you know, it's 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 really a, a wonderful, wonderful thing, and uh, a beautiful, beautiful uh, celebration for Syracuse football to get to this point. It's a great thing for Eric Dungy and Antoine Cordy. I mean, I want to go back to to you know, kind of the guys that have that have been around the block, and the guys that you know ha- have have been with this team. That have gone through the adversity, you know the seniors and the, the redshirt seniors and and whatnot. You know we look at guys like Antoine Cordy and Jamal Custis, Aaron Roberts, Keaton Darney, Chris Slayton, Eric Dungey, Dante Strickland, Kylan Whitner, Tyrone Perkins, Kyle Kleinberg. You know Matt Keller, Cody Conway. These guys that have that have been with this program for such a long time and, and see them go through everything that they've gone through. Chris Frederick, Sterling Hallifrichter, Shaheem Cullen, Evan Adams, Colin Byrne, Andreas Jurig, Jake Pickard. The ones that have, have been, you know, through the fire, Rex, Rex Culpepper, Scoop Bradshaw, these guys that that were recruited by Schaefer and his staff that went through all the adversity of the last few seasons and went through the coaching change and got to where they are today is is just tremendous it is tremendous and 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 everybody you know on the team obviously gets to enjoy seven and two and enjoy what they're trying to do and stay focused toward what is to come and and what they're looking to achieve and then on top of all that i mean these guys have been around the block and they have seen the ugly of the ugly. They've they have they have shown up to, you know, a fan base that maybe there's twenty-two thousand people in the dome. They have, you know, gotten booed. They have dealt with adversity on top of adversity on top of adversity. And and yet they have come through and that celebration, you know, all of these guys obviously get to celebrate Mo Neal as well. You know, all these guys get to celebrate what's been happening with this team, the entire team gets to. And then there's just kind of that little, that little, that little uh, extra that that little you know to Antoine and and to Eric and to Dante and 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 Kylan and Tyrone and and uh, Matt Keller and Cody and Andreas and Evan Adams and so on and so forth. You know these guys getting to see just a a long long road of darkness actually turn into some light, and it's not an eighteen wheeler coming at you. But it's, you know, it's, it's essentially, you know, that, that sun it's, it's going through the storm and then seeing the sun. And, and I just, uh, I love it. I love seeing it and I I love seeing this team succeed. It is, uh, it's a great thing to watch what Syracuse has done this season against all odds and really nobody giving them a shot, nobody giving them an opportunity, nobody believing that they could, and they did it anyways, and you know, they expect the men's basketball team to be good, and when the women's basketball team's good, some people pay attention, but they still don't get enough respect. And then with the football team, it was just like, ah, whatever. And if the football team loses a game, wins basketball season. Football team loses two games, wins basketball season. Football team be- beats Clemson, but then wins a, or loses a few in a row, wins basketball season. And I haven't seen anybody write wins basketball season this season, which actually makes me feel really good. That you know, for once, you know that's that's not something that that we had to see in the grand scheme of things, which is uh, is the beauty of this all. And uh, I'm definitely happy that that is that is what we have at this point. You know that that fans weren't just looking ahead and weren't just over it, so to speak. So. You know, it's, it's good to see the fans get behind this team. It's good to see this team get behind themselves more than anything. And now, you know, it's time for Syracuse to continue the road that they've been on and continue the success that they've had and make sure that they lock up Dino, as, as Tim just wrote on Facebook uh, in response to one of the posts I put up. He put hashtag pay Dino. And that's, you know, really the conversation that uh, that you and I have been having for for a while now for the last couple of weeks at least that they have to lock up Dino Babers and make sure that they take care of what they need to take care of because it is time to set Syracuse up for the future. You wanted to test it out and see if Dino was going to work. Well, it did. It has. So you're at the beginning of what could be something special. You got to lock it up. If you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. So do that. You know, tell Dino that that's the only person you're taking to the dance. And you don't want anybody else and you don't want to see Dino with anybody else at the dance because it would break your heart. So do what you got to do to make it happen. Syracuse's facilities have gotten better. There's finally statues for Jim Brown, Floyd Little and Ernie Davis and Ben Schwartzwalder and so on and so forth. There's the honoring of Coach Mack. They're, you know, The football wing at Syracuse has gotten prettier and prettier and things have gotten a lot nicer. The auditorium where they speak to the players has gotten nicer and nicer and just looks really cool. And the seats have gotten better and, and the pictures on the wall and the conversations, I'm sure. So many things have gotten better with Syracuse football. The Dome is getting its renovations going and whatnot. They're building all this stuff up around the Dome. They're improving the housing. They're building more places. They're building more areas for kids to move into and live and trying to expand the, the student base of Syracuse University. So this is a time where you have to take care of it. If you get rid of Dino, it is like sucking the life out of Syracuse. It's taking everything good that these fans have waited for for way too long and stripping them from it all. It's it's taking almost two decades of pain and giving them a little drop of happiness and then as that drop's about to hit their tongue you smack it away. So you can't do that. You can't do that. You got to take care of it. You got to pay Dino and I think the conversation has to start at 3 and then go from there. Hey, we'll give you 3. Cuz I don't think you're going to get away with saying, "Hey Dino, we'll give you 2.5." "Hey, we'll give you 2 point Hey, well, you know, we'll give you 1.7. You You know, I don't think any of those conversations are going to work anymore. Dino knows what he's doing. This football program knows what it's doing. And if you want to keep recruiting the way that you're recruiting and you want things to keep moving forward in the direction that you want them to move, then you have to take care of business. If you want what you want to continue, then you have to pay the man. You got to treat him right. With that being said, let's take a step aside. We'll come back and finish off the show in just a little bit. This is a wake up call fast break. Having peace of mind when you're out of town that your furry loving friend is safe and sound means taking them to Canine Campground because we all know that when it comes to the love of our pets, It goes well beyond the call of duty to make sure they're safe and sound. Right, Lily? So take a ride to 242 Johnson Street in East Syracuse, New York, and see Canine Campground and where your dog will be staying. In the classic cabin, the executive cabin, the grand cabin, or of course, the luxury cabin. Because if you know Lily, you know she loves luxury. Now you don't have to wait to the last minute to find a family member or a friend That'll take your dog for a few days. Call K9 Campground at 315 299 4013. That's 315 299 4013. Their drop off and pickup times are Monday through Sunday. Check K9Campground.com for more information. That's the letter K, the number 9, and Campground spelled with a K.com. K9Campground.com.
5: When you're going out of town, bring your dog to Canine Campground.
2: Consistency is, well, consistently hard to find, unless you head to 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, the home of the Penn and Trophy Center, who has been serving us central and upstate New Yorkers, as well as beyond, for decades. The Penn and Trophy Center on 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, gives you an amazing and unique way to customize a memory today. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center, be it an Employee of the Month award, a sports award, something for your business, engraving for your family, your loved ones, anniversaries, birthday parties, and so much more, including remembering somebody who served in the military. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York. The definition of consistency is pen and trophy browse their products on penandtrophy.com that's penandtrophy.com and call them for more information at 315-422-8797 that's 315-422-8797 the wildcat sports pub in camillus new york is located on 3680 milton avenue In the Home Depot Plaza, it is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315-487-2222 for the Wildcat Family-Friendly Sports Pub and Restaurant.
7: Get Hilton quality service at the most affordable price at True by Hilton Camillus, located right next to Costco in Township 5. True by Hilton Camillus offers you their signature Top It breakfast bar with over 30 different toppings to personalize the most important meal of the day. All complimentary with your stay. For reservations and information, call 315-314-8676. That's 315-314-8676. True by Hilton Camillus. Hilton quality service at the most affordable price.
2: Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Always proud to be here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT, which is the live feed, and you can pick up the live feed by going to WakeUpCallDT.com's homepage right now, and you can click to listen right there at the top of the page. Page And on WakeUpCallDT.com, you'll find it all. You'll find all the companies that we're proud to partner with. You'll also find the On Demand portal where you can listen to the RSS feed, the iTunes podcast, Podbean podcast, TuneIn Radio to get the archive of Wake Up Call with Dance and shows. You can go directly to WakeUpCallDT.Podbean.com or if you scroll down to the bottom of the homepage page on wakeupcalldt.com. You can click on the Podbean archive there. That has over 1,000 shows. It's your biggest portal of archive shows for Wake Up Call. With Dan Totoro, we have quick links to Syracuse football, basketball, Jacksonville Jaguars, fantasy football, and so much more. The last 10 shows that have been uploaded to the archive are there for you as well and Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, all that's there. And of course, all the pages that you need to learn more about the companies that we work with on the Central New York tab, the right now page with articles on Syracuse and so much more, and and so on and so forth. So plenty for you to enjoy videos on there as well. And and so definitely check out wakeupcalldt.com, become a member for free, bookmark it, subscribe, do what you gotta do to connect yourself to the best place for you where sports meets life. This is our 200th show of 2018 and I'm pumped for this, very excited for it. we got a couple more special guests coming up on the broadcast in just a few moments, but before we go there, I want to go back to Syracuse being ranked in the top 13. Now, Syracuse rose nine spots in the AP, which was more than any other team. They rose 11 spots in the coaches' poll, which tied Boston College, who is right behind Syracuse, at 14 in the coaches' poll. They're 17 in the AP, so Syracuse... Is the highest moving team? They've moved the farthest up in the AP, and they've tied Boston College to move the farthest up in the coaches poll, which is pretty tremendous and pretty awesome and uh, pretty real, you know, pretty cool if you ask me. To see Syracuse uh, be the team that not only has risen in both polls and in both polls, but nobody's risen higher than Syracuse in the AP, and they've tied Boston College to rise 11 spots in the coaches poll today. Uh, still, still at number one is Alabama. Alabama received all 60 of the Associated Press's votes for first place. In the coaches' poll, Clemson got one vote. Debo Sweeney, I know it was you. I'm kidding. And Alabama got 63 of the 64 votes. Notre Dame stays inside of the top four. Notre Dame is now number three. There's only four undefeated teams that are inside of the top 25, and that is Alabama at 9-0, and Clemson at 9-0, and Notre Dame at 9-0, and and UCF at 8-0, and so that is where everything stands with that. UCF is number 11 in both polls because neither the press nor the coaches think that UCF deserves to be in the top 10, and they won't put them in the top 10 until the end of the season if they stay undefeated. The funny thing is they, they drop two spots after winning another game. So, you know, UCF just continues to not get the respect, even though they've been undefeated. And granted, okay, the AAC is a little bit down this year. The competition is down. There's not so many teams ranked in the top 25. And... Yada, 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 but Houston's really good, and South Florida's still got some good things going on, even though, even though Tulane took them down, and Temple's been playing spoiler and almost spoiler this season, so there's a lot of good to be said about the AAC, but ultimately they're not regarded in, in, in high standing with the coaches or the Associated Press, hence why UCF is still outside of the top 10 at 11 in both polls. Alabama one, Clemson two, Notre Dame three. LSU has dropped out of the top four in both the AP and the Coaches Poll after losing to Alabama. They dropped from four ten, or they pardon me, they dropped from where they were last week in week ten of college football. They were number three in the in the pardon me, they were number three in the AP. And then they were number, let's see what we have here. So the college football playoff had them at number three. They were number three in the AP, and in the coaches poll, they were number four. So to be three in both and then four, and now LSU is is no longer sitting there. LSU has fallen outside of the top four, and LSU is now the college football playoff ranker will come out shortly. But as of right now, the AP has them from 3 to 9. The coaches have them from 4 to 10. So they have almost fallen out of the top 10 after losing to Alabama, who's the best team in the country. I don't know if that should have happened. I don't, I don't know if I really truly agree with that, but LSU now has two losses, so that part of it makes sense. So now if they had one loss, I don't think they would have dropped as far, but because they have two losses, Ohio State has one, West Virginia, Oklahoma, Georgia, and Michigan all have one loss, which Michigan has been regarded as, could be a little bit better and Michigan was fifth in both the AP and the coaches poll last week so they have now moved into fourth we'll see where the college football playoff has them but as of right now if the college football playoff were to happen today and we we're basing it on these rankings it would be Alabama Clemson Notre Dame Michigan Alabama would play Michigan Clemson would play Notre Dame so pretty awesome and pretty interesting how how people wanted to fire Jim Harbaugh after losing to Notre Dame in the first game of the season, and they've been on an eight-game winning streak since. And Michigan really looking the best. Ohio State has one loss, so they still have a shot. If Michigan and Ohio State do not lose, they'll be in a situation where they will play each other at the end of the regular season, and that game may decide who gets into the college football playoff from there. Now, granted, there's going to be a Big Ten championship game, but I'm looking at Michigan at 4, and I'm looking at Ohio State at 8 in the AP, and then Michigan at 4, and Ohio State at 7 in the coaches' poll and i would imagine that michigan and ohio state might trade spots if they both stay if they both keep winning and then face each other whoever wins that game that ohio state still has a striking chance west virginia and oklahoma have a chance but i think the better chances go to the teams like georgia michigan and ohio state more defense more in the trenches where oklahoma and west virginia it's not bad but you know they're going to put 50 out there 40 out there and they'll they'll score some points and, you know, People want to see Will Greer of West Virginia make it in there, but ultimately you know, I think it would be not that it would happen because they're not going to be able to play each other as it stands right now, but if Notre Dame got to play Michigan again inside of the college football playoff. But as of right now, you can't argue with Alabama, Clemson, and Notre Dame because they're all undefeated, and then Michigan is that team that's got a slight edge right now. But like I said, if Georgia beats Kentucky, Kentucky who is ranked ninth, they're going to bounce out, and Georgia's going to shoot up, and they did. They're fifth. And then Oklahoma, West Virginia, Ohio State, LSU still in the mix, and Washington State I don't think it's going to make it in, but they are 10th in the AP, and they're 9th in the coaches' poll. So we'll see where it goes from there. We'll take a quick step aside here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. We are celebrating our 200th show of 2018, and I am so excited that we are at number 200 of 2018 we do over 200 shows every single year and i love doing it so we'll take a step aside we'll come back with some with a couple more special guests for today in just a moment this is a wake-up call
0: fast break
2: unica pizza company spells family your family my family Call them and place your order at 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. Families break bread at Utica Pizza Company. We're back here in the 200th show of 2018, and another special voice, a special guest on the broadcast, and that is Mark Jones. Mark Jones, heads up, Sig Apparel, Sig Lady, Fan Hands, you can check them all out on wakeupcalldt.com. They've been there for, I believe, over five, six years now, D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, which means 30 in German, which is the number that Mark wore there, hence the... The way that you, when you see the logo, you can see the three and the zero for Dry Sig Apparel and Dry Sig Lady, and then Fanhands.com, the ultimate sports fan accessory. Go and check that out. We've worked together for a long time, but more importantly than that, I found a brother in in this, and I grew up an only child, and and somehow now I have a bunch of siblings. Mark's being one of those, so I asked Mark to be on the show today to celebrate number 200. Mark, how we doing?
9: Good, Dan. I appreciate you having me on, man, and I'm so excited to be a part of your 200 show today. So I'm very, very proud of you.
2: And I appreciate that. And you know, there's over a thousand plus that have been done. I mean, we're talking 15 plus years of doing this. But every year we hit 100 and 200, and 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 keep moving from there. Uh, so every year, adding a, a bunch of shows. Just, just what I'm going to leave it open ended. I don't want to load a question, but just what you can say about you know working with me uh, professionally, personally. You know, just, just anything you want to impart on the uh, on the show today.
9: Absolutely. I appreciate it, Dan, again, having me on the show, this special 200th edition. And, uh, you know, professionally, business-wise, obviously we do this because it's a business opportunity for, between your show and then also my companies and my businesses. And, you know, to keep it real, you've been very professional. You've been very uh, unique in what you're doing for a show, and that's why I wanted to be a part of it, both trice again and hands. Uh, you know, you handle your business, you do exactly what you're supposed to do. You you just make things happen or whatever in a positive way. And those are the type of people that I want to deal with uh, with my companies, uh, not just in the past and in the present, but also moving forward in the future. So, but it's been good. And again, I you know, like you said, uh, you know, I came into your life when we came into each other's lives and uh, through an introduction that we never, never probably knew that it would probably uh, enhance our lives together of having that camaraderie and that brotherhood uh, that we've had here for years and years and years. So I'm looking forward to it, buddy. I'm always a part of uh, you know your family. You're a part of my family, and it's a great thing when two great people can come
2: together. Yeah, and, and two and two great people that uh, that always know how to lift each other up. And there's a statement that you say, and uh, and Rob Rob said it to me. He, you know, and he was like, make it happen. And I said, no, you got to say it how Mark Jones says it. You got to go, make it happen, man.
9: (laughs) (laughs) Got to make it happen, man. You got to make it
2: happen. (laughs) So So that's
9: a good thing, man. And that's my motto, Dan. You know what? Everything. Every time I have our, uh, you know, our weekly staff meetings and, uh you know, on Tuesday mornings and then also when I'm just talking to my staff and, and people that are close to me uh, in collaboration and partnerships uh, with my businesses. I tell them all the time when I'm uh, finishing up those meetings, listen, let's make it happen. You got to make it happen. Whatever it takes to to get there, to get it done, let's do it. Let's make
2: it happen. Speaking here with Mark Jones here on Wake Up Call with Dan Couture's 200th show of 2018 alone Mark before I let you go uh, you know just just what you can say about you know your your story and your road because you've been such an inspiration to me you know, you, you've been somebody that, that has always, you know, found a way to kind of pick me up in the mud and, and, and get me out of the quicksand and, and get me out of the rain, so to speak. So just to speak on, you know, your story, your strength, your determination, because not only have you helped yourself, but you've helped out a lot of people, and, uh, you know, you can even include the Willow Street Foundation in that respect as well. Yeah, you know what, Dan? I think for me it's been a journey, and I'm
9: still on that journey. I started my company, uh, you know, about 19 years ago and I've been an entrepreneur for a very long time, but I think the most important thing for me that I try to get out to all entrepreneurs, to all people, and just people in general, is try to take some aspects of what really truly happened from my uh, football career. You know, grew up having sports all, and being a part of sports my whole entire life. But I excelled in football, And one thing that I do is I try to apply those football learning skills that I've had in real world today, because those are going to last you forever. Football is not going to last forever. And it's really just being positive and motivating and trying to motivate people to say, listen, don't give up on your dreams. Always have that passion, be dedicated, have that determination to go ahead and move forward and get through the obstacles and have that desire, have that heart that heart that's going to go ahead and really, truly, you know, uh, uh, reinforce what you're doing and keep that passion going. So, you know, dedication, determination, the desire, those are three key words that I use every single day in my life. I learned them on the football field, and then I transfer them over into my everyday life. And those are the, you know, those are the three key words that I try to just tell everybody out there. Apply those three words, and you'll make it happen. You know, and then even with the foundation, I'm always about giving back. So my Willow Street Foundation, uh, you know, we've been helping out and giving uh, community grants and scholarships in central New York to uh, well-deserving students. And then also after school uh, programs that are dedicated to education, dedicated to learning and teaching the youth of today to make a better future for them and uh, for them tomorrow. So and that it all applies. And that's what my life is. Just want to go ahead and I want to see a better America. I want to see people do better. I want to see people getting along together and helping each other out. And that's where we can go ahead and, and have a great future as America. Uh, you know, and that's where we stand.
2: That yeah, coming from Mark Jones, Dry Sick Apparel, Dry Sick Lady, Dry Sick Athletic, fanhands.com. Check it all out, and you can also go and see their location right on TL Ave, right by Shop City, and Mark, I'm right there with you, doing good things, you know, positivity, positive reinforcement, faith, God, love, togetherness, equality, support, all of that goes hand in hand, a lot of comedy, a lot of laughing, and and just being good to each other, so I, uh, I I got nothing to, nothing but love for you and, and nothing but great things to say to you and you know how I feel so thank you for all that you're doing and uh, and thank you to to everybody that uh, you know thank to, to the road that got us to where we were because we crossed paths like two weeks after I moved back to Syracuse and one of the best things that ever happened so Mark Jones you, you know you know who you are to me and and I appreciate you tremendously.
9: Uh, you know, Dan, thanks so much. I appreciate it. And, again, man, I just want to say we're always there for each other. I'm always there for you. And uh, just, you know, I'm so excited and passionate and happy that, uh, you know, you're celebrating your 200th show, man. I'm proud of you. Keep it rolling. And let's keep it, you know, to 300, 400, 500 and more.
2: Absolutely. So it's it's 200 of just this year, and we are we are well in the thousands uh, from there. And, and, and this is – you know, I got to go back and count them all, Mark, because I might be—I might be overall at show two thousand two hundred and thirteen right now. And don't even know it. So I got to do some research <laughs> in my library and go count it now. But <laughs> yeah, well, you
9: got to do that, Dan. Come on, now, you got to do that. You got to keep track of it. But you know, and I think if you keep on doing what you're doing, you're on the right path, man. And and one thing is just. Keep on plugging away. Keep on doing it. You're you're making a lot of lives better just with your broadcast, and I love it, man. You put smiles on people's faces, and you're making people think. You know, your guests that you have on uh, your show as well. Again, you want to try to interact. You want to try to introduce people and try to connect the world together through your broadcast, and that's what I love, man. You're doing it in
2: a positive way as well. Hey, coming from Mark Jones. All right, brother. I'll talk with you soon. Go, make, right. go make it happen, man. yeah
4: <laughs> I'm going
9: to make it happen. Matter of fact, I'm right here in the middle of a trade show. I took time out to do the show because I'm here in the middle of a trade show <laughs> down
1: here pitching for his Tennessee. So, but, uh, go Dan, let's make it happen. And then,
9: uh, uh again, congratulations on the, uh, on the, uh, uh 200 show.
2: All right, man. I'll talk with you soon. Okay. Thanks. Bye bye. Take care. And coming from Mark Jones once again, and, uh, got nothing but love for Mark Jones and much appreciation for Mark being on the broadcast. And we have one more voice. That uh, many of you who listen into the show every single week uh, on Thursdays, you know this voice and, and you know this person. You know that they are no stranger to the broadcast. Good morning to uh, to Papa Jay, to Papa Joe. around are on the broadcast. This is number 200 uh, of 2018. This is not 200 overall. Like I said, I got to go back and count my shows because it, I, I'm somewhere... In the thousands, maybe two thousands. I've been doing this for a very long time. I gotta, gotta get the math right and the math correct. But we do over two hundred shows per year, and we have hit number two hundred of two thousand and eighteen. And Papa J, I got, I had to have him on the show. He's, he, he's a father to me and uh, a great person in my life. So Papa Joe, we're celebrating number two hundred of this year. What do you think about it? Oh, I think we lost him. Did we lose him? Papa Joe, can you hear us? We may have lost Papa Joe, so <laughs> let's bring Papa Joe. That's live radio. Let's bring Papa Joe back onto the fray with us and and see if we can see if we can get him. So, Papa Joe, we got you here. Yeah, I'm here. All right. So I said celebrating number two hundred of just this year thousand you know over a thousand shows have been done all together we're we're at number 200 of 2018 and I couldn't you know I I couldn't have the show without you without your voice and to have you here because you've been a dad to me and a, and a great person in my life so so I wanted to have you here for happy 200 Well,
4: thank you david uh, daniel you've uh, uh I think you've you've risen to the very top of what you do and uh I think the nation finally can understand what a good voice you are. And if they're smart, they would hook up with some internet radio and listen to you.
2: And I definitely, you know, I appreciate that and I appreciate the love. And, and just to speak on, you know, you and I would sit at the table and we would have these conversations and they would make me think and they make me go research and they make me watch another game that maybe I wasn't going to watch. And, you know, I was doing all these things that, you know, after talking with you, it just – I didn't know I could get any more excited than I got, and then I would get more excited talking with you. And and then I said, you know, let's make it a segment. Let's make it a part of my broadcast. I don't know anybody who has, you know, who has has, you know, their their family members come onto the show and give their thoughts. But I couldn't think of a better person to put on. And so, just what you can say about making that a reality and and being on the show every Thursday. Well,
4: it's fun. I mean, I I know you have a broad, diverse. Uh Knowledge of everything, uh, sports-related wise, but sometimes a different, uh, different viewpoint is better and a different opinion. So, therefore, you wind up debating a little bit and you talk a little bit. So, it's a lot of fun, and and uh, people can get educated. I know Mary, for one, uh, has learned an awful lot about baseball since uh, mm-hmm. since we've had the, the series and stuff on, uh, as well as my sister-in-law Linda too. They they listen to us. My brother-in-law Bruce and myself, and and they seem to learn. They pick up things by osmosis, you know. So, uh, it's it's good to have more than one uh, one opinion.
2: Absolutely, and it's it's good to have you on the show and share this. And just what you can say about, you know, I kind of want to leave it open ended. But your, you know, your relationship with me, what you've you know seen from from the work that I've done here, just your thoughts to kind of just leave that open to you as we celebrate number two hundred of this year. Well, I love
4: you dearly, of course, and uh, you're very organized. Uh, I, I realized uh, that much uh, when I went to visit your little, uh, your little expo this, this summer. Uh, you have an excellent sense of organization about you. Uh, you articulate very well. Uh, you're very caring. So, you know, you wrap all those things together, and you got yourself a successful person, Daniel, and that's what you are.
2: Uh, coming from Papa Joe, Papa J. Every Thursday, Papa Joe's Picks College Football Talk happens Thursday on Wake Up Call exclusively at 9 a.m. Eastern time to start the show. Uh, Papa Joe, you know, I, I want to take this time to thank you because what you have done and what you have brought forward, you know, in my life personally, professionally, overall, like I said, you've been a dad to me. You've helped me to navigate a lot of storms, uh, storms that are here now, storms that were that were here, storms that will be here and I, I can't thank you and, and Mary enough for being the, the people that you are to always, you know, sit around the table and and want to know about my life and, and want to help, and, you know, they don't make them like you guys anymore.
4: Oh, well, thank you for that, Dan. Yeah, Mary's a very special person, so uh, she enjoys talking to you also as well as I do, and, uh, you know, you realize you're going to have some pitfalls in your in your career and some stumbling blocks here or there personally, so, you know, it's it's what you are as a man that, that allows you to to circumvent these and overcome them. So uh, I know that's what you'll do.
2: That right, coming from Papa Joe here on the 200th show of 2018. Papa Jay, will talk with you on Thursday. And as always, thank you for everything. Okay, kid. See you later. All right, take Bye. care. That right, coming from Papa Joe. So the special voices, is the special guests that were on today's show to celebrate number 200 with me, Mark Jones, Papa Joe, my mom and my dad. On the broadcast, and of course Marvin Graves, who's with us every single Monday. We typically have on the Prowl in the second hour of the Monday show, but the Jaguars were often, you know. Hopefully, we'll stop the bleeding a little bit, so we don't have to worry about about that moving forward. But as always, thank you so much for what you all do. I can't say enough about this being number two hundred of two th- two thousand and eighteen. I, you know. In two years' time, we we get halfway to 1,000, pretty much, and I just don't even know what to say. I mean, I I look back and I say, okay, you know, I mean, you know what, let's figure out the math right now. I'm going to do the math right now. So I was down, okay, so I was in Scranton for a year and a half, okay, so let's do that. So let's say that that's 78 shows and cuz i did one day a week there and then and then i came back here for a couple months so let's say what is 3 months time so 3 months is doing it once a week so let's figure that out so i did this wrong <laughs> i did this i did it wrong so okay so there's 52 weeks in a year and then there's half a year okay so then that's 78 and then And then that one's saying, okay, so then there's four. So then let's say I did 20 shows when I came back here. So that's 98. And then let's say when I went down there, I did a show for that. And then we had that together. So that's 98. And then that's 162. And then I came back here and did them for a year or so. So we'll do that, which is 222. And so that's 222. And then let's say I do like 240. And two four, so two twenty two, and yeah, so we're over seven hundred shows overall of of the Dance Torah show, which became Wake Up Call with Dance Torah So we're over seven hundred shows, and I think we actually hit eight hundred recently. I got to do my math, and make that's my job for tomorrow is to tell you exactly where we're at, and I will do it because when I say I'll do something, I'm actually going to do it, and I appreciate all of your support and all of your love to help us get to where we are today. Wake up call with Dan Satorra is more special to me because it's special to you. So it will always be something I love. It will always be something I appreciate. And when it comes to sharing it with great people like those of you that listen in and watch and read and 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 every, and interact on Facebook at Wake Up Call DT and Twitter at call DT and Instagram at wake up call underscore DT, everything that you all do is tremendous. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. It's loving, it's caring, it's honest. And I can't thank you enough for it. So, God bless each and every single one of you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your appreciation. Thank you for your time. And thank you for today. Number 200 of 2018. Thanks to my mom. Thanks to my dad. Thanks to Papa Joe. Thanks to Mark Jones. Thanks to... Marvin Graves, and thank you to God, most importantly, and above all things. There is nothing I can do without God. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Have a great day, folks. I will be back on Election Day, Tuesday, November 6th. Maybe we'll be joined by the president in some way. It's going to be totally great. Everybody's going to love it. I'm not running... But, you know, while I am running this morning, while I'm listening to the show, but I'm not running this year. Okay, I'm running in 2020. Thank you. So maybe we'll hear from, maybe we'll hear something tomorrow on Election Day. Tuesday, November 6th. Can't believe it's already Election Day. And we're going to have the ingredients of success. Probably brought to you by Utica Beats Company. And it's a Utica thing. And so much more coming up on Wake Up Call with Dance Tour this week. Get ready, get pumped, get set. It's going to be awesome. And... We're going to have my interviews with the Syracuse Orange as they step into the first game of the season that's going to count. You will hear from O'Shea Brissett. You will also hear from uh, assistant coach Alan Griffin. You will hear from, I want to make sure I remember, uh, Buddy Bayheim will also be on the broadcast and I am, uh, I'm ecstatic. You're going to hear from uh, Robert Braswell as well. So a bunch of voices from Syracuse Orange Men's Basketball tomorrow morning and their first official game of the season that counts is tomorrow night. So I'll get you ready for the game by letting you hear from the team a few hours before the game. All that's coming up and so much more tomorrow. God bless. In the meantime, Facebook at Wake Up Call DT, Twitter at Call DT, Instagram at Wake Up Call underscore D Tie. DT, D DT, apparently, at wake up call underscore D And uh, got a little bit country. You know, get just go over right over there to DT. D So uh, you can get that and hook uh, hook 'em horns and roll tide. So, <laughs> so. WakeUpCallDT.com, check it out, and I'll talk with you tomorrow morning. Happy 200 to God, and happy 200 to my, my grandfathers, my my grandmas, my dogs, to Lily, uh, to all my friends, to, to all my family, uh, whether you're blood or not, to all the people that love me and to all the positive people, which are the only ones I'm concerned with. Shout out to each and every one of you. Happy 200, you helped me get here, and yeah, so happy 200 to God. And uh, God bless you all. Talk with you soon.